Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to a milestone episode, episode 200, as we, I, I believe we're wrapping up Improv Week. Um, today's episode is on truly listening, like truly listening, as opposed to kind of the half or fake listening that most of us, including uh, myself, uh, find ourselves doing um, often. So it's been a great journey till 200. I believe to meet my commitment for one year, we're going to have to go up to 261 or something like that. I forget the exact number. Um, that's the number of weekdays uh, since I started uh, a year from uh, that early July uh, date. But we will get there and I'm committed to not missing a single uh, weekday episode to make it to one year and then we'll see what we do next. So if you've been enjoying this, I would love for you to let me know via comment or an email or a text. Just let me know, Joe, keep going because I'm really enjoying this. Otherwise, I'm not really sure <laughs> what's going on in, you know, in, in the background or I don't have a true measure of how helpful or not this is being. And if it's terrible, if you think it's terrible and there's things that I can prove, uh, improve, I would love to know that as well. Um, so today we're going to talk about listening, truly listening and you know, improv, again, is the theme. And improvisation, right, strangely enough, isn't about being a great actor or being more creative than the next person. That's that's not the actual foundation, although those are skills that you really need. Improvisation depends first and foremost on listening, on really listening to what the other person is saying. And I'm speaking of improvisation in terms of like a group kind of improv, not just you going up there and ad-libbing, but you and other people. So two, three, four people in an ensemble improvising. And what I love about improv is that kind of reflects what we have to do at work, right? Like there are very few jobs where it's just you and you don't have to deal with anyone else and there's no other inputs or outputs that deal with other people and you just make your widgets and, and that's it. Um, in truth, we often need help from others. We need to ask people questions. People come to us for help. That's a key part of our performance. So it's very similar uh, to improv. So the listening that can benefit us, the type of listening that can benefit us in improv, can also benefit us uh, on the job. So what does it mean to truly listen? And it, this may seem overly simplistic, but I guarantee you, if you try to do this, you'll see that it's not that easy to do. So truly listening means when the other person is talking, the only thing you're doing is listening to what they're saying. What do I mean by that? You're not thinking about your Netflix playlist. You're not wondering what you're going to order for lunch. You're not thinking about how to be smart and what to say next. You're certainly not looking over their shoulder for the next more important person thing to talk to. All you are doing when you're truly listening is listening not just to the words coming out of that person's mouth, right? To their body language, to their intention, to any energy or feeling. Because when you do that, you're able to really better understand what's going on. And that allows you to improvise better. It allows you to respond better and to truly unleash kind of what I'll call your mutual 
creativity because the next thing you say, it's going to, they're going to be so responsive to it because it's based on what they were saying and you understanding what was really going on because they were truly listening versus what you think in your head theoretically is the next best thing to say. It's interesting because, um, you know, you often hear about active listening and that's like a technique, um, that's super helpful. Um, to me, it's not like the be all and end all. Uh, I think the more important thing is just to really be engaged in the listening, whatever technique you use to do that. And I was recently invited to give a talk on executive presence by uh, a wonderful coach, um, career coach, Lauren Grief, uh, Grief or Graf. Apologies, Lauren, if I get your name, um, incorrectly. Um, and she's put together a wonderful group of professionals who um, really care about excelling um, and helping each other. And I was fortunate enough to speak to them uh, for an hour recently. And uh, we did talk about being engaged in listening as one of the six degrees of executive presence. And one of her fantastic, um, I forget their name, a woman in her group, one of her uh, fantastic people asked, can you, Joe, can you give us some practical tips about how you listen? really well. So I'm going to share with you that tip plus one extra bonus tip. And it was a great question, right? Because I say to you, like, listen, truly listen. And then you say how. And then if I don't have an answer for that, then you're left to figure things out on your own. So exercise one, and this is the one I shared with her and, and the group. Repeat the words in your head as the person is saying them, right? So as I'm saying this, in your head, you should be saying as I'm saying this. Because what that does is it blocks you as you're repeating and in that exercise, it blocks you from generating additional thoughts and words in your head because you can't really do two at once, right? You can't speak and repeat and think and also think of your own novel ideas. It's not possible. So you're basically sort of blocking your own distraction from itself by doing that. So you can try doing that now, right? These words that are coming out of my mouth, repeat them in your head and continue to do that and see how that really focuses your attention on what I'm saying and makes it a lot harder for you to get distracted. Eventually we all lose attention, but it does allow you to dial in and really understand what the person is saying in a much more powerful and effective way. Exercise two. This one, you don't have to repeat everything, but I really like this one too, and this is based on an improv exercise I learned once. The first person talks, and they can say a couple things, you know, like a paragraph or talk for a few minutes. When it's your turn to talk and they stop talking and they signal it's your turn, repeat the entire last sentence they said before you speak, right? So if I'm ending on this note, I'm ending on this note, and then you would and then you would go into, you know, what you were saying, right? So I said, I'm ending on this note. And then you started and you said, I'm ending on this note. And then you jump into what you're doing. And then, and then when that person finishes, you would do the same thing back for them, whatever the last sentence it was. And it, it'll be awkward, right? Cause it's not, you know, this isn't the way we really talk, but you'll see how it actually creates this sort of psychic connection between the last thought they had between uh, the next thought that you're going to have. Otherwise you end up um, uh, with this sort of, you know, uh, I'm not sure if I'm using this term correctly, but like this non sequitur, right, where you just boom, you, you switch into something else, which is totally different. Um, and they're just like, hey, I was just talking about this and you just switch topics like randomly. It's not uh, a, a great feeling for people, especially when you're not through with the cycle of talking about that thing. 
So what I'd love for you to do today is ask yourself, when is the last time someone told you they really felt you were listening to them? And here's the thing. You may say, well, you know, people aren't really going to say that. I guarantee you the next time you really engage with someone, like fully, completely listen to you, if they don't actually say those exact words, you will see it in their body language. You will see it in their appreciation and their gratefulness for the conversation. Even if they don't say, wow, I never felt listened to this like this before. You know, what's different? You've changed. Even if they're just like, mm, wow, that was a really great conversation. You will notice the success and the difference. So ask yourself, when is the last time someone told you they really felt you were listening to them? And what can you do to actually intentionally make that happen? Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why did you create the Thrive Guide for High Potential Underrepresented Professionals? It all started out with one unanswered question. How do you thrive in environments where your advancement is still considered an anomaly? I know far too many talented, ambitious, and devoted professionals whose efforts to climb the corporate ladder were met with resistance, broken promises, and sometimes outright sabotage. As I looked for guidance to meet this challenge, there wasn't much out there other than the generic, you have to be better and work harder than everyone else. While I see some wisdom in this, it ignores the damage that this double standard wreaks on your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. It also doesn't provide any specific strategies on how to handle the daily challenges, such as microaggressions, that create extra drag on your performance. I began to explore this for myself when a few pages of notes turned into 33 lessons, 2.5 hours, and a lot of video editing. The final result was the Thrive Guide with its seven strategies to thrive. Each strategy is designed to address challenges that are rooted in societal, institutional, and personal expectations for groups that have not been, and largely still are not, prevalent in leadership positions. If you refuse to have artificial limits placed on your advancement, but continue to be met with resistance, then this Thrive Guide is for you. Available now on Udemy.com. Let's get thriving. Hello and welcome to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Ukemi Week. 
This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and you may be wondering, especially if you've never uh, heard of Aikido or taken Aikido, what in the world is Ukemi? So from a very um, kind of simplistic way of thinking about it, you could consider it the art of falling, right? Because in Aikido and a lot of other martial arts like Judo, um, even MMA, you're going to be falling, right? So uh, as you're practicing and you're being thrown or throwing others, there's a way to fall in a way that you can recover and get up and continue to train. And then there's a way you can fall in a way that's awkward. You know, you, you know, hurt your shoulder or elbow and then you're just out of training, you know, for the next month, months, year, maybe for the rest of your career or life, right? So this ability to fall and to fall well is super important and has a lot of um, sort of impact on your career and your executive presence as well. So I'm going to share two examples, one Aikido-based, one not Aikido-based, that really... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel.